Brian Breaker. You're a little whiny baby. Bane. Don't assume my gender. Friend since the seventh grade. Yeah. You're just a bitch with his phone. F*** you. Well, sort of. One professional wrestler and one rapper get together to talk movies, comics, video games, pro wrestling, and anything that makes you say, WTF. Let's not talk about Bane's ooze. Harry Potter erotica. Awesome in theory. Kind of a mess in practice. This is Breaker and Bane's Power Hour. Oh, yeah. Breaker and Bane's Power Hour. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Boy. Grab a monster, crack it open, let's go It's time that we start the show, no hesitation, oh no The most energetic podcast of all of the podcasts So when you listen to the show, you know that it kicks ass So when I smash on these cowards like Mario did to Bowser With the best thing you've encountered since suspenders on trousers To all the haters, say howdy, make a believer from doubters Put in the stake in the shower, break up and bitch, power, power Yeah, hello, uh, hello, hello Hello, hello Welcome to the show, uh, yeah, hello, 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 welcome to the show. Ladies and gentlemen, we are rolling sound is episode 401 of Breaker and Bane's Power Hour. I, of course, am Brian Breaker. Joining me as always, big underscore Bane. What's going on, man? Do not a whole lot. Just uh, just enjoying the trip to 500. You know? Yeah, 99 away. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> that's, uh, yeah, that's crazy. We got a lot of love for 400 episodes. I was, I was, that really made me happy, man. Yeah, we did. And I, I really appreciate everybody, you know, showing love for that. I thought that was really nice of everybody. So I, I definitely appreciate that. You know, it's, uh, it's been a fun eight years, you know. It has, and it's kind of crazy to think like the people listening now were probably not even knew who we were. Yeah. In the beginning. Yeah. I don't know if any of those people have stuck with us, but it's, it. I don't know. Like we're not necessarily doing this to you know for fame and fortune. It's just a hobby. But it's yeah. cool that we've been able to do it this long. We we still got some OG listeners, I think. Yeah. Um, but uh, yeah, I mean, we've, we've also gotten a lot of new ones just within the past year or so. Sure. Yeah, and uh, I think that's really cool. I, I see you eyeballing my bean boozles there. You want to try some jelly beans? Uh, I mean. If you bought it specifically for the show, we can. But I mean, I I'm not like. That's actually for my nephew. He okay. wants to do a YouTube channel, so okay. I told him we would do that on there. Which I'm not, I'm not super into that idea, just because I know there are some really nasty ones in here. What are some of the flavors on the back there? I didn't even look at the back. Oh, the back. So we got liver and onions. <laughs> is the first one listed? Yikes! That might be a new one. I don't think I've heard of that one it, before. It does say new. Uh, then you have uh, rotten egg. I've had that. Uh, barf. Lovely booger, <laughs> uh, stinky socks. That one I believe is paired up with tutti frutti. Yeah, and I remember yeah, eating that is. one very specifically. I'm like, well, that's not tutti frutti. It tastes like a gym bag. And so, okay, so I'll go. I'll go back. So one pair with booger is juicy pear. Um, barf is with peach. Mm-hmm. Rotten egg is with buttered popcorn, and liver and onions is with cappuccino. Cap- oh, cappuccino, like. It doesn't sound terrible, but like as a jelly bean, probably not that good. No. If I remember right, there's a black jelly bean that is a black licorice or skunk spray. 
if you win, you lose there. Right, yes, because black licorice is terrible. Who likes that? I don't know. Somebody somebody listening is going to be like, I like black licorice. I mean, I know Dwight Schrute was all into the black <laughs> jelly beans. Right. Remember his teeth? Yeah. <laughs> Read all the black ones. <laughs> it's like, oh, God. So so then we got Old Bandage. That's a new one, too. Oh, God. That's a new one, too, and that's paired with uh, pomegranate. Uh, then we got toothpaste, which I don't think toothpaste would be bad. I mean, gonna, I've had that just minty. Yeah, like that wouldn't be bad. Uh, then Berry Blue is the one paired with that. And then we got Stink Bug, which uh, that's paired with Toasted Marshmallow. I've actually had Stink Bug before. And let me tell you, that was actually the worst one I've tasted. Was it? Because I do these with my niece and nephew sometimes. And uh, that was like as soon as you bite into it, your whole mouth is just full of this disgusting taste. I can imagine. Oh. Uh, dirty Dishwasher. And that's God. that's paired with Birthday Cake. Ugh. Um, Boy, that's a huge contrast. Yeah, it is. Sweet to like mold. Yeah. And so then the last one here is dead fish or strawberry banana smoothie. See, one of those delicious, one of them not so much. (laughs) I mean, it depends on if you like dead fish. I don't know. (laughs) I'm trying to quit. (laughs) God, that's disgusting. Yeah. Um, You know what's funny is we haven't actually done a crazy soda in a while. We have not. Um, I'm surprised there's not a game that's like a soda version of that, you know, honestly. Yeah. Did they actually have another game where it's uh, regular or like ridiculously spicy? See, I would much rather do that. Yeah. I think because. Because I can handle like super spicy things. I mean, I can't. They suck. Right. But but, like. But that's just gross. Yeah. And I don't even know how they pair it so it like tastes. Like, I don't know what a stink bug tastes like. Right. But I knew it was bad. (laughs) I think what it is is like they probably just. And I'm sure most of this is like artificial dye. But they're just. They probably go with the good flavors first and be like, what would fit that? You yeah. Know. Oh, of course. Yeah. Yeah. It's it, it's pretty pretty interesting game though. It's definitely definitely fun. Absolutely. Uh, episode four hundred one, which is crazy to think we've made it this far, man. Yeah, it really is. And um, you know, it's it's odd because once we hit four hundred, it's like we broke the internet because Facebook and Instagram both just died. <laughs> What's funny is all the way up, up into the afternoon, I saw people like, hey, anyone having trouble with Twitter? Right. <laughs> or uh, not Twitter, Instagram or Facebook? Yeah. It's like, yeah, dude, it's been, been broken. Yeah. We, we drop our 400th episode, and then the next day, I mean, Facebook and Instagram just goes down. What's funny is um, I saw a tweet on, you know, because Twitter was the only one that was up, right. which I, they said it was kind of funny that Facebook and Instagram had to announce they were down through Twitter. Yeah. Kind of making it the unofficial king, I guess. Yep. But. I saw someone tweeting like, oh, man, some of the algorithms got messed up. It'll be months before it's back up. Yeah. Possibly ever. Yeah. And it was up like two hours later. Right. I mean, come on. Yeah. <laughs> What'd you do during your time away? <laughs> Nothing. <laughs> I watched a TV show I, without scrolling Facebook for useless information I, that I don't care about to begin with. I saw the world breaker. Yeah, I know. <laughs> you saw so much. I saw that you tweet, you you Facebook something like, well, that was a good break while it lasted. And yeah. Jason's Wolf like. Jason Wolf was like, it doesn't count if you're forced to take yes. the break, which was awesome. Yeah, I thought it was funny. But, you know, a lot of people were talking, you know, Facebook jail is a thing where if you sure. go against what, you know, the codes of conduct or whatever it is. Mm-hmm. Um, I just don't post anything, so I never worry about it. Right. But I know a lot of people can't not post stuff. Right. And um, someone was like, oh, everyone's in Facebook jail. Yeah. Basically. So, I don't know. It was kind of a kind of a funny thing. But it's also interesting because I know a lot of people commute, communicate just through Facebook Messenger. Yeah. That goes down. You can't message anybody. It's kind of different, isn't it? Yeah, it really is. And um, a big, a big uh, thing for me. I mean, like, I don't. I, I post on Facebook. But I don't post nearly as much on Facebook as I do like Twitter. Mm-hmm. Um, 
but it was it was just kind of odd going through and everything seemed normal at first but then all of a sudden it was like i realized these are all posts from the day before i'm like oh weird yeah and it's like i couldn't refresh my feed or anything like yeah, that. that's but, how mine was but um and i couldn't look at any of the stories yeah but i guess a lot of people were suggesting that it was because of the 60 minute episode that aired the, aired the day before i guess there was a 60 minutes episode where there was like a whistleblower or something like that's basically calling facebook out about privacy issues and mm. and um um you know banning hate speech and things like that but it was like this whole episode of and lady had like tens of thousands of pages that she had taken from uh like facebook personnel that suggesting all these things it's pretty wild i like about once a year i see the the post i hereby do not get facebook permission to steal my pictures and it's like because that works well and it's always the (laughs) stupid idiots you know no offense if you've done that because you probably didn't know but it's like if you're falling for it at this point it's like come on yeah i mean I've always thought it's kind of interesting that like really every like we don't like we don't need people like hacking into anything because everyone just posts everything on Facebook. You you legit give your information for everything. Yeah. Everywhere. Yeah. yeah. So I don't know. I um I've noticed more lately and I'm sure people have noticed it too. I rarely post on Facebook. Like I'll post pictures of my dog mm-hmm. or my niece and nephew, but that's really it. Yeah. I don't post about podcasts. I don't post about really anything. Yeah. Besides, like on the Brian Breaker page, personal page, I don't post anything. Sure. Um, I do on Instagram and Twitter, and I, I I think it's because every time I post on Facebook, it's always that one like random family member that I don't really know comments yeah. or something. You know what I mean? And it's like weird. Yeah. yeah. And that's always how it goes. And I'm like, okay, I can't. If I delete you, I might see you again, and then you're like, "Why'd you take me off Facebook?" Yeah, because like, you're commenting on stuff that, yeah, you know what I mean. I don't know. Right. I don't know if that's how you feel, but that's kind of why I've moved away from it. Yeah, well, no, I I've actually like really hurt a lot of family members' feelings via Facebook because a lot of my family members are like kind of just POSs. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Not in like the you know breaking the law, like doing shady things like that, but just like not good people. And, um, so I've, I've blocked them on Facebook and deleted them off there. And, and, you know, I have no issues doing that because my thing is like, this is my experience. Like, I don't want to see you here. I can still be nice to you in person, Christmas, whatever. But like, yeah, I don't want to see you on Facebook every day. It's almost like you need to have like your family Facebook. Right. And then this private one of like people you actually care to communicate with. Right. Yeah. Um, speaking of that, t- oh, oh, tier one actually told me, he texted me the other day, he's like, congratulations, you made the cut. I was like, what? And he goes, I deleted like hundreds of people off Facebook. It's like, oh, really? He's <laughs> like, it's, it's like people I went to high school with. They yeah. don't comment on my stuff. I don't comment on theirs. Like, why do we need to be friends? I'm like, you don't. Yeah. I mean, it's just, I remember when I first started my Facebook, which was, I think like 2009. Mm-hmm. And there was a bunch of people, because like it immediately, like what's your graduating class? And you put it in there and all those people pop up. Right. So it's like I just added them all, but it's like I don't I don't care what these people are doing. Like, right. It's I don't know. It's that weird thing of like I I think I much prefer the Instagram Twitter format of just like I'll follow who I want to follow. And, and it's almost like no hard feelings. And they can follow me if they choose. If they don't, I mean I don't really care. Like, yeah. It's whatever. But you know it's interesting. I have like a thousand Instagram followers. I post a picture and it's like seven likes. <laughs> yeah. You know it's yeah. just it's it's weird how it is. I guess. Yeah. Well, what's funny is you well uh, you and I are kind of like. 
we're we're before the uh the pod not the podcast uh the uh, social media era you know what i mean like we were there when it was born whereas like kids like i, I look at my brother you know my baby brother like he posts something on instagram it's like 150 200 likes every time and that's I'm like, crazy i'm like it's because you were born during social media sob you know what i mean is that like, why i i think so because like you know kids even my you know stepdaughter who's does, 14 does like, he know that many people though hell no he i mean he he go dude goes to church goes to work goes to church like that's literally <laughs> the only two like the only two things that's he his does. life and so it's like he knows his small circle. Now he's been to conventions and things like that. He's been to California a couple of times doing conventions, like you know, preaching and shit like that. But like he, so he might get a lot of, hey, check me out on Instagram here, yeah, right? But like you. his, his are, I I think just because it's like, oh, I went to school with him, and like people are so engaged more so on in that side, whereas like people from our generation, like we all have social media, but we don't really give a shit. You know what I mean? Like, I'm not actively searching out, like, you know, some girl from my 10th grade science class because I want to, like, see what she's up to. Sure. You know what I mean? Where I think people in social media or in, in school now, like, think of it like, you know, if kids have seven hours, probably each hour, they're like, okay, I got 20 kids in my class. I'm going to follow them on social media. Mm -hmm. And so, you know what I mean? I feel like there's, like, much more opportunity for followers sure you know so oh yeah i could I, be wrong on that but no that's a that's a good point though because we didn't grow up with this right i mean it's almost kind of like our parents generation like my parents never really understood video games right or like my mom to this day is like like she wants to buy a movie on voodoo or something I'm like oh hd is this much oh i don't need hd and i'm like yeah yeah you do yeah like, oh, you know, i'm gonna give an hd television yeah like you don't want to why would you buy this in standard definition like if right. you're gonna buy an hd television Watch it in HD, you know, yeah, but yeah. it's just that different cycle. I, just, I feel like these kids don't have to earn it these days, and I do. I got 103 followers on TikTok, and I had to earn every single one. <laughs> <laughs> you follow, follow some Ethan Chambers. He'll make it happen for right. you. Ethan Chambers kills it over on there on TikTok, or 10K or some shit like that. Something, yeah. It's, He's it's, killing it. It's wild. Um, but it's it's also interesting, you know, because we'll touch on this later, but uh, your new song's coming yes. out, right? So yeah. I think more than ever you have to be mindful of like we got to put social media out there yeah and but also too you have to get people to care you have to figure out how to get people to care yeah it's like i mean the people who have heard it because spoiler alert are posted on patreon but mm -hmm. like people have heard it like said it was great but right how do i get everybody to care about this song right you know what i mean that's the hardest part and like i do feel like kids have it easier because it's they have a lot bigger reach because I think part of it is you have to be I think sometimes you can't you have to I, I know um I've people have told me it's like it depends on the time of day you post it. Yeah. There I mean there's partial algorithms to it, but like Right. And and I'm sure there's that's a that's a factor. There's also like, you know, how often you post it. When, yep. and, you know, but at the same time you don't want to post it sixteen times a day because right. then people are like, I'm tired of seeing this shit, you know. Yep. But you have to post it enough to where because you you can't assume because you post it once, every follower saw it. Right. How often do people get on Instagram? Right. You know? Um, well, and I saw, like, um, I ran across some TikTok marketer or some shit on, on TikTok the other day. And they said, you know, like, just because you post once a day, that doesn't mean anything. Like, if you're going to try to make it as a social media influencer on TikTok, you need to be posting three times a day. Mm -hmm. Like, and it needs to be every day. And it needs to be good shit every time. Yeah. And so it's like, 
it's one of those things like you have to really be dedicated to that. You know, I mean, it's a job. Well, I know like uh, an account I follow, WrestleBotch, mm-hmm. which I love. Every now and then I'll see something good, and then I'll go to his page. I'm like, oh, I didn't see that. I didn't see that. Right. And I'm on Instagram fairly regularly, yeah. but I missed all these. Right. So yeah, think, things get missed a lot. Yeah. So I think we're all. I think our generation is still trying to figure this out. Yeah. Oh yeah, definitely. Yeah. And I don't know if I'll figure it out in time. Yeah. <laughs> probably not. Probably not. Um, like I was saying, my nephew wants to do a YouTube video. Yeah. I'm going to help him with it. The biggest reason I'm going to help him is because I know he wants to. But sure. also, too, I'm curious how that goes because it's going to be targeted towards kids his age. Uh-huh. So it's going to be things that kids his age do. Yeah. Does that blow up? Because all he does is watch YouTube. Yeah. So, you know what I mean? I kind of wonder if, like, he him trying goofy jelly beans like, blows up like crazy because a bunch of kids all his age watch that. Yeah. Don't I know. mean, it, it could. Yeah. I mean, you know, it's one of those things. But I think, you know, kind of... Obviously, get it in his head. Like, just do this for fun, right? You know, what right? I mean? And, and don't I don't worry about anything. I I kind of want to protect him from that. Like, yeah, if it I goes think, too much because I don't want him to think like. I think you and probably you know your sister probably ought to make sure he doesn't see any kind of comments or anything like that. Oh, for sure. Know? I mean, for sure. Yeah, yeah, and uh, just kind of keep it just fun. Yeah, type of stuff. Yeah, we got some wrestling talk. What do you say we dive into it here? Let's do it. Well, here I am again, talking a little pro wrestling while Breaker and Bay take a little break, cracking them, buying energies. Well, listen to me, you two sons of bitches. Get ready to talk wrestling. Stone Cold out. Oh, hell yeah. Thanks, Stone Cold. Shout out to Stone Cold. Uh, a lot of wrestling talk this week, Big Underscore Bane, including this epic news, the WWE Draft. I care so much about this. Do you? No. <laughs> <laughs> I will say... How uh, is it a draft when it's like Cesaro has been drafted to stay on SmackDown where he already was? It's the WWE trade. That's what it is. It's so dumb. I I mean, I'm not... I think this would be better if they had actual, like, general managers mm -hmm. making trades. And that's that's just it. If they're going to do this, what it needs to the be... The draft should be from NXT. Right. It should be... Or even the indie, indies. Mm-hmm. Like, it, what it should be is, like, the same way NFL season. I know, like, the NFL season, there's, like, a trade... De- same with NBA. There's a trade deadline. And, like, past a certain point in the season, you can't make trades anymore. So, like, yeah. if the season starts, you know, at the end of October or whenever they said it's going to start, then maybe they have until, you know, the end of March to to trade after that they can't trade anymore but like if it's going to be a draft it needs to be three to six rounds whatever of just drafting individual people from nxt but the problem with that is you can't do that every year because if you're just adding people to the roster then you know you're gonna get flooded again right and then nxt's left with nothing i think trading people is fun yes i think it's gotta be like Kind of all the time, right? That's like what I was you saying. Said the deadline, type yeah, thing. yeah, and then because because I know the reason why they do that in in NFL. I mean, this might not be the reason. Somebody who is more involved in the NFL might know better, but like Eric and Barry, they might know and might think I'm an idiot when I'm about to say this. But I think the reason never why, let being an idiot stop you from saying something stupid. I haven't so far, <laughs> <laughs> um, but I. I think the reason why is because like after that point, that's when the playoff season starts and sure. things like that. The difference is is WWE, um, like with WWE, they don't really have a quote unquote playoffs. I mean, they have right. WrestleMania, but there's really no 
The only thing working towards WrestleMania is the Royal Rumble. Well, and that could be their deadline. No trades from Royal Rumble to WrestleMania. Yeah, it may be. And you know. then post-WrestleMania, it's like trades are open. Yeah. And don't do them all at once. Right. That's what I'm saying. It should be throughout the months to like spread it out because that would keep things fresh week to week. I think it would be awesome. Like, Who's the general manager of Raw? There isn't one. They have two uh, WWE officials, quote-unquote, and it's uh, the indie guy. Adam Pierce. Adam Pierce and then Sonya Deville. Okay. But, weird, weird combo, right? Right, yeah. for sure. And and again, like give me give me some Teddy Long, you know? Like I want to see t- Hell yeah. You know. I miss the one on one with the Undertaker. I miss the general manager aspects, yeah. But I think I could imagine like I always think of general manager think of Bischoff and Teddy Long cuz yeah. they were like the the long-term yeah. guys in that role, but I think it'd be great if the Bischoff's like you know, hey, at Teddy Long, I got a trade proposition for you. Yeah. And then, you know, Teddy Long responds the next day, holler at me, playa. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and then he's like, I'll trade you freaking the Viking Raiders for the Street Profits. Yeah. And it's like, oh, that would that, be fun. That would be fun. Right. And then Teddy Long's like, no. Yeah. It's like, oh, that didn't go. But then the next time, he's like, you got a deal. And then it's like official. The Viking Raiders have been traded to SmackDown. The Street Profits have been traded to Raw. Mm-hmm. It's like, holy crap. Like, it's, that's, a way to keep people engaged on Twitter, I think. Yeah. Well, and also or do it on TV too. Right. Well, and also too, like, you know, again, going back to like NFL and I only know this cause I play Madden. Like when they, um, when they like do trade propositions, what they'll do is like, they'll give you a star. They'll like say like my team, I'll give you one of like my lower end stars and then maybe a couple undercard guys, or I'll give you a draft pick for next year but you got to give me this star. And so it's like you kind of sweeten the deal to get the better star. You three, know what I mean? Three guys for one. Yeah, kind of thing, yeah. Know? And so, like, I think even that would be fun. Like, hey, I'll give you Lucha House Party <laughs> for, you know, Jeff Hardy. Right. You know what I mean? I, I That, to me, would be just as cool. No, I agree. Or maybe Lucha House Party plus, like, I don't know, Alpha Academy. Right. Two teams for right. Jeff Hardy. It's like, ooh. Right. That could be interesting. You yeah. Know? And it, it creates... New matches, the whole deal. Like, yeah. I think that would be great. But Absolutely. I don't see them doing it that way. But there was a couple of cool things on the draft. Uh, we had, you know, that Gabe, was it Gables? Gabe, I think it's Gable Stevenson. It's Stevenson. Not, it's not Steven. No, there's no N. Yeah, Stevenson. Stevenson. Um, yeah, Gable. Um, he got drafted to Raw, which is an odd choice, I thought. Yeah, very quick. Yeah, very quick. Um which, I mean, that could mean that he's a natural out of, like, Kurt Angle. But even if I remember right, they even had issues with Kurt Angle when he first started. Oh, they signed, they were trying to sign him in 96. Yeah, and so... I mean, they signed Mark Henry in 96, but how long before it took him to get good? That's what I'm saying. Like, it makes me wonder, like, maybe this guy's a natural, but maybe he's not. You know what I mean? Like He was already kind of talking WWE before he even won the gold medal. Okay. I think that just sweetened the deal. Probably okay. got him a better contract. Okay. Same time, like, if you're paying a guy a lot of money, you're probably like, well, we need to capitalize on this while we can. Yeah. Um, but uh, that's more of a WWE move. But again, you're playing the long game here. Oh yeah, it's kind of like when they signed Gronk and Cain uh, Velasquez. Mm-hmm. Obviously, COVID shut those down. But sure, thank God. <laughs> but it was one of those things that's like long term investments. Yes, because we don't know how this is going to go. And I think I think with Gable, it's going to be good long term. Yeah, I think so. Yeah, because uh, he seems like he has a good look, and yes. I think he's a charismatic guy. So yes, next Kurt Angle, probably not, but. No. I think he could be a good fit for the WWE. Um, also, too, we had Hit Row 
Yeah, they yeah. all came, the whole group. Yes, the whole group came up. Uh, was I can't remember was it Raw or SmackDown when they showed up? I think it was SmackDown. I think it was SmackDown. I, I think it was say. SmackDown. But I, I'm excited for them, man. They've been killing it on NXT. You know, yeah. I think that'll be fun. Well, like I remember, I think the last year in the draft, like the Street Profits went to SmackDown and the New Day went to Raw, and they just traded tag titles. Yeah, like that's so stupid. Yeah. Like. Make them drop them to Make somebody. Make them do something. Yeah. I mean, it's just like, what a terrible idea. I, I, I don't know. I just wasn't a fan of that. I um, It's like, all the red belts have to be on Raw. All the blue belts have to be on. I don't know. Just well, and you know, Charlotte and Becky are probably going to do the same thing. Sure. You know what I mean? Because they both got drafted. Yeah. To, you know, it's kind of. Big shocker. One thing that pisses me off the past two years in a row, they've kept the New Day split. So, like, Woods and Kofi got drafted to SmackDown, but then Big E got drafted to Raw. And, like, last year they were reversed. Did he get drafted to Raw? Yeah, he got drafted to Raw because now he's the WWE champion. Yeah. So he got drafted to Raw while Kofi and Woods got taken to SmackDown. So once again, the New Day separated. Weird. It's like, why? Yeah, I don't I don't know. Yeah. Um, it's like, let's make some more bad decisions. Yes. Right it's like, they, they, it's just dumb. Yeah, uh, stupid. Coming up, Crown Jewel from the Kingdom of Saudi Arabia. I know yeah. you will be watching very intently, Big Underscore Bane. Yeah, you know, um... I've come to the conclusion that I, I don't really, like, like, I'm not, like, annoyed about them being in Saudi Arabia. Like, I don't give a shit anymore about, you know, the stuff I used to as far as the blood money and all that crap goes because fucking America sucks, too. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> so that whole thing doesn't bother me anymore. Um, but it's one of those things where if you take a stand on one thing, you're really taking a stand on everything. Right. And so it's like, eh, you know, we... We got our skeletons in our closet too. Everybody so does. yeah. So what's the what's the point? But as far as that goes, I just I don't think I care about the show. I don't either. Yeah. I mean, I guess this is Brock's first match in a while. Yeah, which is interesting. I'm excited to see how that long hair just flaps in the wind. You know? Oh, for sure. During the match, I like that he's kind of wearing like the lumberjack shirts. I love the lumberjack look. I, I think it's it's kind of fits him more. Lumber Brock is the best Brock. <laughs> Uh, Goldberg is uh, back. He'll be going no holds barred with Bobby Lashley because people were just clamoring for this match. You're telling me Bill is going no holds barred? Holy shit. <laughs> Again, we got people listening, bro. <laughs> they're, they're taking notes. God dang. Um, yeah, I, this is the first time in Saudi Arabia, I think, since early 2020. Obviously, COVID put yeah. a stop on that. Um, I'm still just not really like into this idea. And, and I think yeah. because of the last, I was the last time or the time before where they had the uh, big, you know, the plane ride. Yeah. I think that was the last time. And I'm just like, this is not a good idea. No, it's not a good idea. And I, I don't know. I think, um, I just think with, with the, I don't like the way they, they are with women there. Like, cause they're going to have a triple threat women's match there. Are they? And or at least that was the last thing I heard. And it's going to. I mean, you saw. They're also doing the Queen of the Ring, or what? I think that's Queen's Crown. I think is what they're calling it. Yeah, but but it's a Queen of the Ring. Yeah, tournament. Um, and they got the King of the Ring back too. And they they better give that to Woods. They better give that to Xavier Woods. I don't think they will. Yeah, I mean, it's been his idea for like the past like two years. I know, but I, I mean, it's WWE. How disappointing is that though? Super. I mean, who who do you think they would give that to? Um. I mean, I don't know who's in it. But. You're trying to get me in Vince McMahon's head here, yes, pal. I yes, guess, I mean, come on. Fantasy I, book this shit if you're Vince McMahon. I don't know who's in it, but if I were to book King of the Ring and it's the traditional eight guys, I would book the guys that are probably never going to get like a title match mm-hmm. on normal circumstances. Yeah. 
So it's kind of like the breakout tournament. That's how I would book it, and I yeah. and I would. I feel like that's kind of how it's always been treated, too. Right to a degree, and you know, I, that's where I think like you know Xavier Woods is a good choice. I think Cesaro would be an awesome choice. He would make a good King of the Ring. Um, I just don't want the shitty King gimmick afterwards. I think that's yeah. That's, that's it, it feels like that's the only reason they bring it back. Yeah, and I don't. I'm not a fan of that. Now maybe. Xavier could make that work. He could. Yeah. Um, I'm trying to think of who else would be good at it. I don't know. Um, I, I mean, like I was, I was almost going to say that Gable Stevenson would be fun, but he can't lose that quickly, right? So yeah. no. Did you see that Shane Thorne's doing a Crocodile Dundee gimmick? I, I did. Yeah, that would be fun. Yeah, if, if he was in it. Shane's yeah. an amazing worker, and if they go with this character, I'm like, good for him because. Slapjack wasn't it. Hell no. So, like, maybe that'll, that will be cool if they kind of get something going with him. Um, I mean, there's a lot of guys that I think would, would benefit from this. I think, um, Shelton Benjamin would be a good choice. Oh, yeah. Cedric Alexander would be a good choice. Um, I think Sami Zayn would be good. Yeah. Ali. Ali would be a great one. Yeah. Chad Gable. Uh I know he's in a tag team, but he would be fun. Yeah. Um, I'm trying to think of guys that, like, haven't really had that, like, moment yet. Yeah. Uh, it's kind of hard to think because I don't really know the rosters real well. But yeah. um, well, it's shrunk a lot. Well, and there's a lot of tag teams. I feel like yeah. so it's like, I mean, you could put AJ Styles in there, but he's like he's former WWE champion. Like it doesn't really to me that doesn't totally work. Right. It's like I remember one year Jericho was in the King of the Ring because they were pushing it like whoever wins this becomes a main eventer, and he'd already been universe he'd already been the undisputed champion. Right. I'm like, well, that doesn't work. Yeah. Like he just lost that like three months ago. Right. Come on. So. I don't know. I would I would focus on like guys that you wouldn't necessarily expect to get a WWE title match. Yeah. Xavier Woods fits in. I know Cesaro had his one off title match, but realistically you don't see that happening for him a lot. I think that would be good. Yep. Uh, there's a few others. So um What about Queen of the Ring? Do you think um or Queen's Crown? Do you think I, I've seen people say it and I kinda think if she's in the tournament that that's a solid choice and that's Shayna Baszler. Oh yeah. Yeah. Oh yeah. Um Again, I, I stick, I go away from the girls that are like, and see, that's the thing. Like, how many of them have been champion? Right. That's kind of a hard one. They kind one of to pass choose. those titles around. Yeah. Yeah. And so that one's kind of a hard one to choose. I'd like to see uh, Tamina maybe have a run in there. Oh, yeah. yeah. She'd, she'd be a good choice. I don't think she's ever been champion, has she? She'd been the women's tag champion. Yeah, but she hasn't been like women's champion. Natalia would work for me. Um, Shayna Baszler works. Mm-hmm. I think Nia Jax is hurt right now. Yeah. Um, maybe Nikki, ASH. Yeah, I'd be cool with that. Uh, Rhea Ripley's been champion, but she would, I think, falls in that category. Mm-hmm. I mean, again, that's harder to choose because... There's not as many. Tony Storm, I think, would be a fun choice. Oh, yeah, she'd be great. Yeah. Um, and again, I don't remember who's on the main roster and who isn't. That's kind of hard to always to, to remember, but I think it's a fun idea. I hope they uh, that's something they continue to do because it's, it's fun stuff people I, enjoy. I think it should be a yearly thing, me personally. Yeah, definitely. Um, Dark Side of the Ring debuted the new uh, Blood and Wire Onita's FMW. You haven't had a chance to watch this yet. Yeah. I know you're not a deathmatch guy. What are your, what are your thoughts here? I, I'm going to watch this, yeah, for sure. But no, definitely not a deathmatch guy. Uh, only deathmatch I like is celebrity deathmatch. And, and even that was pretty bad. <laughs> That's um, totally a different thing. Yeah. But um, but this is this was... Something different, so I'm I'm excited to check it out. I mean, I I watched the Nick Gage episode. I didn't. I mean, I didn't like it, but I watched it. You know, this so. is better than that. I think. Yeah, because so I'll I th- watch it. Because they actually they interview Onita. Of course, he's Japanese, but he talks about how he learned of what hardcore wrestling is and why he adapted that style mm-hmm. and how like 
people like because he was a I guess in the uh, the the very famous Tupelo Mississippi concession stand brawl, which is a Memphis territory thing where they brawl through the concession stand, and yeah. that was kind of like the first I think hardcore thing where it was like not in the ring. Yeah, they're fighting at the concession stand, and I guess that kind of morphed into chairs, tables, things like that, and then. You know, then, of course, he morphed it into to what this is and just these crazy things. I mean, really, like, it's incredibly creative, some of the stuff that they did. It's sure. just, like, fighting over, a like, a big embankment of water. Like, yeah. They have to ride a little boat to get out there. It's so so strange. Right. Or the ring full of fire, and it's just like, yeah. what the hell is this? The electrified cages. It's it's pretty nuts. But, yeah, I don't know. Very, very interesting. Um, very interesting documentary because I remember seeing an FMW DVD um, way back in the day, and it was just like, what in the hell is this? You yeah. Because I thought all Japanese wrestling was this. Right. It's not, but sometimes it makes you wonder. Yeah, for sure. So definitely fun, to, fun episode. I'm, I love Dark Side of the Ring, and I think, I think it's good to have these episodes that aren't like all about like true crime. You know, where it's a little, it's a little different. It's yeah, a little yeah. heavy. This is like kind of just a fun, like, yeah, hey, let's let's talk FMW, you know, yeah. and all the crazy stuff that happened there. Yeah, and I think I think it's good to have those episodes because otherwise your show's kind of a downer, mm-hmm. you know. I agree. Well, uh, let's take a break here. We got a little bit of movie talk. Let's dive into it. Let's do it. This is Break of and Bait up at the movies. Yeah. This is Break of and Bait up at the movies. Yeah. All right, fellas. Go ahead and take it from here. What you got now? All right, I'll tell you what we got now. Big underscore Bane. This is kind of fun. You being a DC guy, I feel like you'll be into this. Apparently, John Cena is about to star in a Peacemaker television series. Television series, excuse me, for HBO Max. Yeah. What do you think about that? I think that'll be fun. Peacemaker was one of the best characters. I thought like it was. I have not seen the Suicide Squad yet. Yeah. Um, I've heard good and bad, but I hear that about every superhero movie so i don't judge that what did you hear bad about it just it wasn't good really yeah and see i i give no merit yeah. to what i hear like legitimately none because i heard the same thing about venom yeah i went and watched it i'm like this is not movie of the year yeah the, this is not winning you know it's just fun but it's a fun comic yeah. book movie which is what i'm into right, right. so I, I, I enjoy, and i want to see the second one i haven't yet but i, I, I think, do want to i think you'll enjoy this because that's all it all it is trying to do is be a fun movie it's yeah. not it's not trying to be super serious like peacemaker is is legit one of the funniest characters in there i mean john cena i've never really thought john cena was that great of an actor but he does fantastic in that yeah and um and then of course there's also uh king shark yeah i love king shark king shark is like the greatest character in that show. I mean, just just fantastic. And there's so many funny things with Harley Quinn, and I mean, yeah. it's just it's just good shit. I I feel like DC kind of hits and misses at times. Yeah. Um, but I've actually I realize I'm kind of far behind. I never saw the second Wonder Woman. I I watched part of that. I don't really care about it. Yeah, the first one was great. I thought. Yeah. Didn't see the second one. I didn't see Birds of Prey. That was amazing. And I haven't seen this, of course. I did watch obviously the Justice League though. Snyder Cut? Yeah, the, the marathon one. I feel like you almost have to watch that, though, just because that was so talked about. What's funny is I haven't watched the uh, original Justice League, but I kind of feel like I'm not going to. You're not and, missing out on it if you and watch then, Snyder Cut. And just watch the Snyder Cut and just leave it at that. Yeah. So, yeah, that's kind of my thoughts. But I, I dig the fact that uh, DC's doing well, and if they're making another TV series that's going to be an HBO Max that I, I really want to. I know we've talked about it in the past. I want to catch up on Titans. Mm-hmm. I want to catch up on Doom Patrol. Uh, there's another one that they they did Swamp Thing, but I think CW owns that now. 
Yeah. I don't know. I hope they redo that at some point. I was I was slightly disappointed with the uh, new season of Titans. I haven't I haven't watched it all, so nobody come for my head. But like, they um they didn't focus very much on the Joker, and I really thought we were going to get a Joker mm. in there. Yeah. Yeah. They might later on, and it, well, and it might be that maybe he shows up at the end of the season. I don't know, but yeah. like the whole teaser trailer, it seemed like it was about the Joker, and then it was like, yeah, it's not what you expect. You're like, oh, that kind of sucks. Yeah. Is there plans for any other DC shows on HBO Max? Uh, not that I know of. A new season of Doom Patrol just dropped about a month or so ago. Um, awesome. I haven't finished that, but that's a f- fantastic show. Um, and again, Titans just recently dropped. I know that animated series, Harley Quinn, I think that's supposed to be coming back at some point. Uh, that's a really good show. I don't know if you've watched that. I haven't. I know you've, you've put it over. So so there's Titans, there's Doom Patrol, now there'll be Peacemaker. Is there any other series? Besides Harley Quinn, besides Harley Quinn, because um, I know that, that these were all DC Universe, and that app yeah, sucked. That I was, was not that a was fan. A bad app. And, I I will say, as far as streaming capabilities, though, it actually worked. Whereas I have the hardest time to get HBO Max to work. Oh really? I've never had a streaming issue, dude. I, I on the Roku, it's impossible. Like really, I just can't watch anything on from HBO. Just Max it's always that. buffering. It what it will do is like it will start playing like the first ten seconds of the movie. So like I can barely get through like the WB or whatever yeah. logo the, before the FBI warning. Yeah, before it pauses, but the audio continues playing, and then like the video will kind of jump a little bit, and then the app just crashes. Really? And it constantly does that on like almost everything I try to watch. No kidding. I yeah. never. I've never. I, mean, I don't use it that often, but I never had an issue with Steiner Cut. I never had an issue with. Godzilla and Kong. Mm-hmm. I never. I didn't have an issue with um, Mortal Kombat. So. Well, and, and what's funny is like anytime I've tried to watch a movie that just came out, it does work fine. Oh really? But like these new se- these series and stuff like that. When I tried, because I tried to watch uh, the new Bat Batgirl season or Batwoman season on, from CW because yeah, yeah. it's on there, and um, and I wanted to check it out because they swapped. Yeah, it's all new. Ca- yeah, it's a new character. It's, yeah, and so I wanted to check it out and couldn't watch it for shit Weird. yeah but well, i remember that happened early on with wwe network where they fixed that within a week or so yeah oh, i've complained about it numerous times and they haven't done shit about it so, really yeah interesting well i would like to say that hopefully that's not the case but yeah that sucks that happens every time yeah it, it works okay on my xbox but like i have that on a tiny little 32 inch tv so right you want to watch know. it on your big tv that's yeah. the point of having it right. for sure other news, I uh, give a shout-out to old Dobro on this one. Hell yeah. So there was a show back in 95 through 97 called WMAC Masters. Um, you said you were not a fan of this. But I, it was... did, I didn't know about it. It's okay. not that I okay. wasn't a fan. I just didn't know about it. So this was kind of a really ahead-of-its-time show. It was World Martial Arts Council is what WMAC stands for. And it was kind of a mix between martial arts and pro wrestling. Okay. And so you have all these martial artists who are the masters they all have a different character and you basically have your dragon star champion who's got like the star and each guy's got a dragon belt and okay. it's got 10 slots in it when they beat an opponent they get his dragon key nice and it's like their logo and so once they get that once they fill up the belt they can challenge for the dragon star okay it's a really fun concept and um dobro told me the whole series it's only 26 episodes is on youtube and i'm like Oh man, so I've been rewatching that and it has been an absolute blast. Is it still like holds up? Still fun? It's super campy. But yeah. I mean it's ninety five. Right, so of course. I mean it holds up in the sense I'm like, this is fun. Like yeah. it, like because every episode they usually have like a little scene where a guy's explaining like how he did something wrong, but he learned from it and he persevered type of thing. It's like life lessons. Right. Very, very normal for 
teenagers or young kids in the the nineties. Are, are are they worked fights? Oh yeah. Are they okay? They're worked. It, uh, I'll, also, Bruce Pritchard said on uh, something to wrestle with one time that this was initially a WWE project and it was going to be WMAF World Martial Arts Federation. Okay. And I guess a lot of the uh, martial artists at the time were like, well, I can't lose. Ah. Like, I can't lose a worked fight. And so they had to kind of go to guys who are good but not, like, well-known. Okay. Because that, that was the initial concept. And I think it's cool that they gave them all characters. and Yeah. You know, and stuff like that. And it's super campy. But a lot of the guys have been in the Mortal Kombat movies. Okay. One of the guys, actually, his name on there is Red Dragon. He was Scorpion in Mortal Kombat. Oh, like the the nineties one. The nineties one, okay. right? And then there was a guy uh, named um, the the machine on here, um, who's got like all this like crazy. It's almost like cyborg, like half armor. Okay. Well, he's the dude that Luke Kang fights in the very first fight. Ah. The first guy Shang Shang Tsung takes his soul. Okay. Just kind of an unnamed guy, but yeah, that's really a, it's a really fun concept. I mean, super campy, but. It's kind of fun reliving it. And they actually had a toy line back in the day, and apparently those figures go for like crazy amounts of money now, so, which I will is unfortunate. S- I will say this. They missed a huge opportunity in not bringing in Glacier. Mm-hmm. Because if Glacier was on WMAC, but that's kind of I would have watched. That's kind of the concept Yeah, is characters like that. Yeah. And um, it, it's, it is kind of weird because they, like, they use... They have character names, but they also use their real names. Okay. Which is like, I mean, I guess to show their legitimacy. Yeah. I don't know. Like one guy's name's Herb Perez. He was actually, he won the gold medal in the 92 Olympics for Taekwondo. Oh, yeah. So his name is Olympus. Okay. But it's like Herb Perez, a.k.a. Olympus. Weird. Yeah. I don't really know why they do that because I think the uh, gimmick names would have been more fun. Yeah. But it is what it is. I mean, it's not like the most flushed out idea, but it's it's fun for what it is. Yeah. It's American Gladiators esque. It's little Battle Dome esque. Okay. They're worked fights, of course. Like they'll have ninjas come in and attack them all. Amazing. And they also like when they when they go to their fight, they go to like a an arena and it's like the forest okay. or like you know some like weird back alley. So it's like Mortal Kombat in pretty much. Yeah. Okay. But it's but also too, and I for, forgot about this. The screen has power bars, like a video game. No kidding. So you see, like their their power kind of going down and to to win the fight. Interesting. It's pretty fun. Yeah. For for what it is, it's pretty fun. I mean, it's I'll not have the, to check it out. Yeah, it's 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 fun to check out old stuff like that because does it hold up? Hundred percent. No, of yeah. course not. But it's fun for what it is. Yeah. We got a little bit of toy talk. What do you say we dive into it here? Let's do it. Here we go. Open the box. It's the part of the show. We'll break your brain. Do a bit of toy talk. Here we go, open the box, it's the part of the show, we'll break your remain, do a bit of toy talk. Alright, so big underscore band, I got, um, I I subscribe to the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles Loot Crate, the NECA Loot Crate box, uh, it's like a four box series, it was back like late last year, or early this year when I subscribed, finally got my first box in, and it was like, absolutely just terrible. Yeah? I was super disappointed. Yeah. So you get the NECA figure, you get uh, Danny Pennington from the uh, Ninja Turtles movie. Mm-hmm. Like, okay, that's kind of fun. Um, I plan to sell that, but, you know. I, but I, the figure you knew about, everything else was a surprise. Right. The things, the other things I got is I got a set of pins of Casey Jones and Raphael, their faces. Okay. So, okay. I'm not a real big pin guy, but whatever. Yeah. Then I got this long sleeve Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, like, like caution tape yellow shirt. Yeah. 
I'm like, I'm not really a long sleeve tee guy. That's not great. And then finally, the fourth item I got is two Ninja Turtles coasters. Yep. When the coasters are the best thing, like that's not a great box. I was very disappointed. Well, and I'm looking at the card that comes along with it, showing you what you got. It looks like the T-shirt was actually supposed to be green. Yeah, it's yellow. Yeah, it's straight yellow. It's highlighter yellow. Yeah. So um, I mean, I, green makes more sense to me. Of course. I thought the T-shirt would actually be Danny's T-shirt. Okay. Which would have made more sense, right? Yeah, yeah. And you know, I'm all about practical items. Mm-hmm. Coasters are okay, but it's like, that's kind of a, it shouldn't be the best thing. Yeah. I don't know. I'm just disappointed. It took a long time for these boxes to come in, and I was like, oh, okay. I will tell you, I've never once received a, a, a crate where I was like, that was awesome. I love everything in this box. Pro Wrestling Crate was actually pretty good. Yeah. I will admit that theirs but, was actually pretty good. But that one, I mean, like, I feel like that one is is done smarter because it's a black tea, I mean, or two or three, however many you set up, and it's it's all like basically just designs they have on their site, right? Or no, like, it's not. They're all exclusive. Are designs. they all exclusive to the box? Mm-hmm. Okay, so I mean, but either way, every design you've ever gotten from there were like damn good. Yeah, I've seen. I mean, like most of the time, like the design on that is a pretty simple design. That T-shirt. Yeah, it's not great, and it's like well. You know, is what it is. And every design I've ever gotten was kind of garbage. Like when I have the slam crate, I never got a good t-shirt design. Right. Yeah. And I think that's kind of part of it. Like the pro wrestling crate, you got the two shirts, which is about the cost of what the crate was. So you feel like, well, that's my money. Then you got a micro brawler, which was always fun. Yeah. A DVD, which is kind of archaic, but okay. Yeah. An autograph if you're into that. And then usually like one or two other items. I mean, I know... I've gotten comic books. Mm-hmm. I've gotten like socks. I mean, yep. so some random stuff that I'm not necessarily. Oh, there's always a pin. Yeah. So there's always some stuff there that's cool, but it was one of those things where it's like, mm, okay, like, yeah. Usually, at least, like, I got good shirts, right? And so I'm like, I'm okay with it. And my my thought usually was like, if I get at least one really good shirt and a micro brawler, I'm I'm okay. Yeah. And that's usually how it was, but this was like pretty much all like, well, that sucks. Because the figure everyone knew about, so you kind of hope there's something else cool in it. You bought the figure and they just gave you a bunch of shit. Basically. Yeah. That's exactly what it was. Yeah. And that's, that's how Slam Crate was too when I got it. Yeah. A little bit disappointing. Yeah. Well, uh, I think it's about time to dive into a little bit of PHPW. It is October now, Big Underscore Bane. We are well past Fatality, and it is on to our anniversary show, the first ever pay-per-view event, Ghosts. Goblins and Grapple Holds 2021. Yes, Breaker. And um, big announcement here. We And we kind of already knew this, but I, I don't think we've officially announced it. So I'm going to officially announce it right now. Mike the Cleaner is going to be defending against Jordan Zeilinger because Jordan Zeilinger won the Fatality Tournament. So at Ghost Goblins of Grapple Hold 2021, we got, our, we got our championship. We got our main event right there. Absolutely. Um <clears throat> Breaker on on adrenaline, and I failed to mention this last week, um, but I wanted to bring this up this week because I, I I'm at I'm kind of at a loss here, mm-hmm. and I'm I'm as forty nine percent owner, you know, I kind of want your opinion here. The unthinkable happened on adrenaline. Uh, Two weeks ago, 
Poetic Prophet was in a match against Scranton Strangler. Right. I thought I was giving Scranton Poetic Prophet the night off. Yeah, I mean, let's be honest. You thought it was a job match. It was a squash. Scranton Strangler won. Yes, he did. Beat him with a roll-up. Hey, I mean, um, I'm, I'm just usually the second you go too light, that's when you get shocked. And I think that's what happened here. I... I don't, and we're we're at a point in the tag team division where there literally is no one else. Yeah, they have, the, the inevitable assassins have beaten everybody. So what do we do here? Like, I mean, Scranton Strangler now officially has a win over one half of the tag team champions. Scranton Strangler has a partner with Prison Mike. When's the last time that that uh, Poetic Prophet got pinned? It's been a while. It's been Months. a long time, Months. long time. I mean, him and Jason Wolf both have been on a major hot streak. And he's a former diehard champion, too. Right. And so, I mean, I, I feel like, and I know this is like, what the hell for a pay-per-view match, but I, I feel like the Inevitable Assassins probably should be defending against the Scranton Syndicate. Am I wrong in that? I mean, that seems, that sounds weird just saying it out loud. Oppor- opportunities come when they're earned. Scranton, uh, you know, the Scranton Strangler earned this opportunity. I absolutely think they are the new number one contenders for the tag team championship. And I think if the inevitable assassins take these two guys lightly, we could see new PHPW tag team champions. And crazier things have happened in, in this company. Okay. Let's make it official for Ghost Goblins and Grapple Holds. Okay. Well, there it is. Um, there there it is, folks. Uh, I, if, if I were you guys, uh, Point of Profit, Jason Wolf. Get good and pissed off, and that way you can make it a quick match. Start slapping each other. Yes, and uh, that way you can make it a quick match. We can all go home early. Um, but also, I wanted this past week on Adrenaline Breaker, we saw a number one contendership to the new title that you and your good buddy Bill Benis decided to bring out, and that is the uh, Grand Prix Openweight Championship. We saw a number one contendership match for that. Scott Toon versus Eric Brown. This is an interesting match because we have two tag team specialists here. Yes. And I am very excited for the opportunity of one of these two guys to break through that tag team um, division, possibly. Scott Toon came out on top, Breaker. Scott Toon is going to take on Jack Gamble for the gate uh, gatekeeper. Wow. See, it's still hard for me to say it. Absolutely. The Grand Prix Openweight Championship at Ghost Goblins and Grapple Holds. I'm excited for it. That's a huge opportunity for Scott Toon. And, you know, here's the thing. Jack Gamble... Came from a tag team. Yes. And, and so th- anything can happen. Now, I'm not sure what that means for the future of Fully Posable. Yeah. But this could be a huge opportunity for Scott Toon. Congratulations, my friend. Absolutely. And um, one quick thing I wanted to talk about. I uh, I, I put you in a little match against yeah. Dmitry Alexandrov. Yes, you did. Yes, you, did. Uh, you got your ass handed to you by Dmitry Alexandrov. Well, Dimitri's a tough. He's a tough cat, and yep. uh, you don't win them all. Yep. But uh, you know what? I, I feel like he's got a huge future here in PHPW. And I think I, nothing's set in stone yet, but I think we got some opportunities for him coming up soon. Absolutely. Um, but you know, more on that as the time goes on. But I want to talk about next week on Adrenaline because I handled the business with you being against you know being in a match for for. Doing this whole Grand Prix Openweight Challenge thing behind my back. Yes. Well, this coming week on Adrenaline, I'm doing the same thing to Bill Benis. Bill Benis had no right to even be in that conversation. So this week on Adrenaline, Bill Benis is going to be in a one-on-one match 
not against the brigade butcher, but against the soda hunter. Oh, that's and, interesting. And I fully expect a pop drop in Bill Benis's future. I mean, it could happen. It definitely could happen. It better happen. Soda Hunter, if you're listening, it better happen. Yeah, because if you get on his bad side, he's going to be very corrupt and try to ruin your career in life. Yes, you don't want that. So He'll break out the blue suit again. Yeah, you don't want that either. <laughs> you don't. <laughs> it was an expensive suit, Breaker. I'm sure it was. God. Clark Kent makes good money. Shut up. Any other uh, Ghost Goblins and Grapple Holds news? Breaker, I think that's it for right now. We still got... You know, uh, three more weeks before Ghost Goblins and Grapple Hole, which will be on October 30th. Mark your calendars. It's on All Hallows Eve Eve, folks. So mark your calendars, October 30th. Absolutely. It'll be coming up, and uh, we've got a couple of weeks of adrenaline. Yes. Stay tuned for that on our Patreon. Patreon.com forward slash BBPH if you want to follow the Adrenaline shows. Um, That will lead to our next tournament, which uh, we have officially ended the Cringy WCW tournament. We're going to wait a couple of weeks on this before we do anything, but uh, it will be fads of the 90s, big underscore Bane. So I know last week we kind of spitballed. Have you thought of anything that kind of falls into this uh, 90s fad category? Jinkos. I mean, that's that's number that one. That was on like my your list. first thing to think of. It's number one on my list just because I always wanted a pair. And I never got any. I had one pair there. God, they were awful. Yeah, they were terrible. I, I just, the closest thing I ever had were like the, this pair, I think South Pole jeans or something okay, like that. Sure, yeah. And they they weren't, they didn't have the back pockets that went all the way down to your ankles, but they had back pockets that went all the way down to your knees at least. So I was like, hell yeah. <laughs> Cool as shit. It's so cool. Yeah. Um, but no, Jinko jeans. And then. Um, I mean, for me, the first two I thought of were pogs and goosebumps. Yeah. I'm trying to think of things that were like hugely popular then, but not so much now. Um, I think, you know. Yeah, I think pogs, goosebumps are, are, are a big one. I, I would say. Um, and I'm going back to the fashion, but those like puka shell necklaces. <laughs> Oh God! Yeah, <laughs> those were a big deal back in the nineties. Absolutely, they were. Um, oh, I'll just. How about this all-encompassing Abercrombie and Fitch? <laughs> yeah, I thought that too, but they still exist, do they not? Yeah, but I don't it's, think they're. It's not popular. Right? I don't think they're a big deal like they used to be. I mean, I think people maybe probably still buy from them, but Abercrombie and Fitch, and then like Hollister and yeah. American Eagle. Did you shop? Speaking of that, not to get too far off from this, but did you shop at Hollister at all? I was always too big for Hollister. I don't recall. I mean, my mom was very big on like wearing the current fashions, and that's not really me. Yeah. But, you know, it's like if you're going to buy me clothes, I'm probably going to wear them type of thing. Hollister's sizes, if I remember right, only went up to XL, and they didn't have a whole lot of XLs. Really? I could be wrong. But I never once saw a two XL, and as far as jean sizes, never saw my jeans when I was in when I was in school. I wore like forties. Mm-hmm. Never saw a pair of forties in there. I I do know I was an XL shirt yeah. at that time, so I might have had some Hollister shirts. I feel like I did, but I don't know. I re- I remember you having like some Abercrombie and Fitch. I definitely had Abercrombie and Fitch and American Eagle. Um, um, what was the other one that started? Aeropostale. Oh yeah, Aero- maybe I that's could, what I'm thinking of. I could I could wear Aeropostale because they made big boy clothes, mm-hmm. and uh, they they were they were good to us. You know they were, but I had to shop at like J.C. Penney's and Dillard's and crap like that. Yeah, you know be, to get clothes. Well, again, I think for me personally, like I've never been a big like. I mean, look what I'm wearing right now. Right. Like, this is me. Yeah. Like I'm not. I've, I was never like, oh, I got to wear what's hip and in, in fashion. I just don't. 
That is my personal opinion. I don't feel like I don't like to be a clone of everybody else. Yeah. I like to wear what I want to wear. Yeah. If I find something is cool, that's what I want to wear. I'm not worried about like the style or you know, oh, you only wear long socks. Only only wear no-show socks. It's like right. I, I wear the socks that are comfortable. I don't give a shit. It I, sucks. I wear I wear the first pair of socks that I grab out of the drawer. Yeah. I mean, like <laughs> I I have some uh a lot of my jeans come from the buckle. Yeah. That's mostly just because they're like really good quality. Yeah. And I don't wear jeans a lot, but that's yeah. why. And um, hell, I buy my jeans at Walmart. Well, I mean, and that's, but like a lot of the jeans I've had, I've had for like seven or eight years. Right. So they last. So that's a big reason there. And I have some nicer shirts that I'll wear if like I'm going on a date or something. I don't wear like, you know, the Jason Wolf Pizza Face Chainsaw Massacre guy. I mean, that's a damn good shirt. It though. is awesome, but I, I could see a date being like, what that's, the hell? It's an icebreaker. Breaker? Well, yeah. I mean, it's it's a conversation piece. Um, yeah, no, I I remember uh, in it was more so in junior high for me. I I wanted to dress like The Rock, the way he dressed. I couldn't pull it off. Like the shirts and stuff. Yeah, I I remember specifically. I had like this gold gold shirt, super gold shirt, and it was a button up, and it had some crazy design on the back, and mm-hmm. I. I was like, this is like something The Rock would wear. I had a couple of goofy shirts like that that yeah. I would I like to wear, but it was like it was such a big, like conversation, yeah. but like negative that I didn't wear them a lot. Yeah, well, that's the thing is like when I wore them, yeah, it got a lot of negative attention. So and it was so it's like it's almost not worth it. I mean, it's the yeah. same thing with like wrestling shirts. So I, I ended I'm, up just wearing it to church. Yeah, <laughs> it, it be, also became a thing like when I got to like high school. You know, I had my own money, and it's like I'd find like a Homer Simpson shirt at yep. like Suncoast or Hot Topic. It's like, oh, I'm gonna wear that. Yeah, and that kind of came me my uh, my my clothing at that at that period. Yeah. So I mean, I don't know. I'm not. I've never been a big, you know, fashion guy. But yeah, I still I'm still a big fan of plaid and flannel. You mm-hmm. know, but I don't. I only have like one plaid shirt that fits now. Yeah. And so it's like I don't really have many choices right now. I'm more. I'm 100% based on comfort. Me too. Yeah, I yeah, mean, yeah. my job, I change into the clothes I wear when I get there. Mm-hmm. So pretty much what I'm wearing now is what I'll wear to work every day. Yeah. And it's which is athletic shorts and a t-shirt. Yep. Or if it's cold, I put a pair of sweatpants over this. Yeah. <laughs> and right. that is my winter garb. Yep. But that's basically it. So um, that's just me. But like you know, I have some nice jeans and some nice shirts I'll wear if I'm going out on a date or something. But you know, not. That's not really my everyday look. Yeah. I guess. But yeah, 90s fads will be fun to dive into, man. Yeah, for um, sure. I'm trying to think of like other things that like really. I mean, what about like. I almost want to throw in like baseball cards because I feel like those are huge in the 90s. Oh, yeah. But they're big now. You're but, right. But they weren't five, six years ago. I mean, hell, we could talk about the turtles. Right. I mean, that you know. kind of falls into that category too. Um, Man, there's the Power Rangers. Mm-hmm. I mean, there's so many things. I think Power Rangers is probably a, a bigger choice than the Turtles because the Power Rangers pretty much fell off after the 90s. Yeah. I yeah. mean, they're they're back in some capacity, but it's not like it was. What about, uh, this would be a deep dive. What about like Gigapets? Oh, yeah. Those are pretty much obsolete because of, you know, technology. Well, yeah. But yeah. I remember those were huge mm-hmm. for a few years, but very quickly fell off the face of the earth. Yeah. I, Remember uh, snap bracelets? Oh yeah, yeah. Those actually are still kind of popular with kids. Yeah, yeah. My uh, my daughter had one for about a month or two. She effing loved that thing. Yeah. She, oh like, yeah. Oh, this is so cool. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Stuff like that's always kind of interesting to me. Um, I think another good one would be uh, starter jackets. 
Dude, I'd still rock a starter jacket. Dude, I had I had a Buffalo Bills one. Yeah. Jeff Toon will pop for that. But yeah. uh, it was a hand-me-down from my cousin, so I mean, it, like, it wasn't like my choice. It was just what I had, and it was a pullover, which I hated. Yeah. Um, but yeah, those were huge. I think I had a, uh, I don't, I don't, I think mine was a knockoff. I don't think mine was an actual starters starter mm-hmm. jacket, but like I had the, uh, I know my brother had a Dallas Cowboys actual starter jacket, Yeah, but I had like a Arizona Cardinals quote unquote starter jacket. I, I don't see starter anywhere on it, mm-hmm. but, um, but yeah, it was like a Arizona Cardinals for, was it? Oh, was it? No, mine was baseball. St. Louis Cardinals. Ah, yeah. Yeah. That's who it was. So. Yeah, that's all I had. I mean, it's that's that's a deep cut, I guess. Yeah. Some of these like might still kind of like I don't think people would make fun of a starter jacket now, but at the time it was like I'd still rock one. You know, oh if yeah, I, if I had one that looked good. Remember Airwalk shoes? Airwalk shoes. That, Air, that sounds familiar. Everybody was into the Airwalks. Yeah. Or uh, I remember those were got they're like skater shoes. They got real popular. Oh, yeah. Everybody wanted Airwalks. Um, I'm trying to think of other things that were just like huge in the '90s. I remember when Vans first came out. Yeah. That was a huge deal. I mean, again, with the kids, it still is. But, like, yeah, you kind of growing up is realizing just how shitty those shoes are. Well, then all the different. I remember, like, Massimo, the T-shirt brand. Yeah. And then there was also, like, a T-shirt brand, the Bad Boys Club. Remember that one? Oh, yeah, I remember Bad Dude, Boys. Dude, I wanted one of those so bad. I thought that was so cool. Bad Boys. Yeah, just ridiculous. And big dog. Big dogs. Oh, yeah. yeah. That, was, that was good shit. They still, that still exists. It doesn't? Yes. They still have a website. I'm like, my God. Hell yeah. Unbelievable. That is still a thing. Those are awful shirts, though. Oh, God. They're horrible. But anyway, that pretty well wraps up this edition of Breaker and Bane's Power Hour. Of course, uh, unless you have something else to add before we plug it up. Uh, no. I, well, we can get to it in a minute. Okay. Yeah, we'll get to it in a minute. So, of course, we want to throw it out to our podcasting buddies. We've got the Fully Posable Wrestling Figure Podcast with Jeff and Scott. Yep. Two great dudes over there. Check out their show. It's Scott's side project, Drunk Wrestling History. Yes. Doing the Favor with Eric and Barry, another really fun show over there. Check them out. One of my favorites. Absolutely, yes. Love that show. The Positively Pro Wrestling Podcast with Steve and Eric, another go-to. Check them out. For sure. Ringside Rant with RJ. The Leisure and Lariats Podcast with Ruthless Ryan Davidson. Boot to the face. Tales from the Estate with Drew Vinsel and his wife, Caitlin's another fun one. I know uh, we're both huge. You're actually rocking the shirt right now. Yeah, I'm rocking the uh, Tales from the Crypt design, man. I, I I love that show. I've been really bummed out because I haven't been able to. My time for listening to podcasts is when I'm at work, and I've been training for the past two weeks. Ah. So I haven't been able to listen to podcasts. So I'm really behind, but I'm, I'm, uh, I'm, I'm really looking forward to getting caught back up with everybody. Definitely. We also have Wreck My Podcast with Jordan Zeilinger and his crew over there. Yep. Trivia with Buds with Ryan Buds. Howlin' with the Wolf with our pal Jason Wolf. And also check out all his amazing artwork like this shirt, like the recent design we did, Power Havoc. And yes. And TV Toycast design, a lot of great stuff there. Yeah. And then, of course, his Chop Shop is doing amazing stuff right now. Yeah. Pulling up a chair with a chair shot. And then, of course, Night of the Nerdy Laser Podcast with our buddy Richard and his friend Matt. Another yeah. really fun show. Oh, yeah. Grapple Hold to be the man. Evil Ain't Good and Tales from Planet WrestleTopia. If you like wrestling comic books, check those out. Our other projects we have, you know it's fake, right? Every Monday. In fact, this past week, my guest was the Soda Hunter. Amazing. I think everyone really dug that. It's a really fun conversation coming up. My guest will be uh, Tim Rockwell from WFC. Oh, cool. Um, no Holds Barred with Bill Benis. I know you're on sabbatical, but Bill Benis can be heard on... Uh, PHPW Adrenaline right now. Adrenaline, yeah. And if uh, if you want to check him out, you know, you're more than welcome to. 
Absolutely. And then the TV Toy Cast drops every Thursday. This past week, we did an episode on the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles Series 2, yep. which was a fun way of including Casey Jones. And coming up, we're doing a we're doing an episode actually on the McDonald's toys. Um, Bane, do you remember these? They were the um, Disney toys that came in the movie box. I don't remember these. Yeah. They, Maybe if like, I saw a picture, I would see It was like a mini ver- Remember the box that opened like a book? Hmm. The Disney movie box? No. You don't remember that? No. Huh. They were white and they opened like a book? I don't remember those at all. <laughs> the clamshell? Really? Yeah. They were huge in the 90s. Instead of like a cardboard box, it was like white plastic. and. I'm, I, I'm, it's one of those I might have to see a picture of it to yeah. jog my memory. Anyway, like all the movies came in there like that and they opened like a book. Oh, the movies. I thought you were talking about toys. No, yeah, the movie box. Yeah, I remember that shit. So anyway, the, these toys, they came in a scaled down version of the box. Okay. And so it was like... Peter Pan and the Peter Pan box, Aladdin and the Aladdin box, etc. Yeah, yeah. So those were those were really cool. Okay. And um, that we haven't dove into McDonald's toys, and there's so much there. Yeah. We thought that would be a fun, fun little deep dive. So check sure. that out. Coming up next week. And then of course uh, you have an announcement I know on the music front. Yeah. We, there hasn't been any Bane music mm-hmm. since what, like 2019? Well, that's changing 20, this this week. 2019. As of this recording, it's out. So. Uh, the Freaks, uh, my my uh, new single is out, uh, available everywhere, and uh, you know, listen to it. Give give me your feedback. And here's the thing, it's a Halloween song, so put it in your Halloween playlists. And um, it comes know, out the day before my birthday. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, it's it's a it's a birthday present for you, pal. Oh, thanks. Appreciate you looking out for me. <laughs> um, but yeah, uh, check it out. You know, let me know what you think. Tag me on Twitter, whatever you want to do. Um, That's right, because we were recording this so far in advance. My birthday's. Yesterday, yes. <laughs> as people hear this, <laughs> uh, but yeah, but yeah, uh, check different, it out. different style than you normally do. Yeah, it's a huge departure. Like, I, I think there's only one line in there that's technically like a quote unquote rap. I mean, but it, I'm singing the entire time, so it kind of a eerie, deeper voice sing. I know? love the and video you posted. If it's on Patreon, yeah, I don't know if it'll make it, that public or not. It will. It, by the time this drops, it, it will be public. It's um, it's just a lyric video, and you know there are a couple of clips of me like from you know little. Definitely not the scariest thing I've ever seen in my life. Yeah, at all. just just um, <laughs> just just a couple of quick TikTok videos that I made that you know was me in different face paint. Um, but I, I added that in there. Um, but it's uh, it's it's a lyric video. Shit. We got cut off there, Breaker. Damn it. Uh, but anyway. We ain't ready to go home yet, Stone Cold. Yeah. <laughs> um, but anyway, yeah, it's just, just a just a nice little lyric, lyric video. I figured that'd probably be easier for me to do than... I had this grand idea for a music video, and obviously by grand, I mean like it would cost way too much money. Sure. Um, so I just decided to do a lyric video with, with this little idea, and I thought it turned out good. Well, and it's Halloween themed, which I know you're a big Halloween guy. Yep. And you've wanted to do a Halloween song, I think, for a while. So yes. it kind of checks all the boxes. Will this be a style you dive into more, you think? I think I'm going to see how everybody uh, uh, responds to it. Yeah. Because I really had fun making this song. I think it's it, this is one of those things where it's like, this is really cool. Because yeah. I think sometimes when you do something different, it's like, oh, this is fun. You yeah. Know? Like, I, I think... And for people listening who maybe haven't listened to it yet, what what it kind of reminds me of the style is like, and what I was going for is like um, somewhat of, if you've ever heard of the band She Wants Revenge, 
And it also kind of has hints of Billie Eilish a mm-hmm. little bit, you know, not not as poppy, I don't think, but that kind of darker tone that she has to her music. And then there are some spooky elements to it that are reminiscent of even Ghost, that band. Mm-hmm. And so I, I feel like there's a nice blend of a lot of different things. And also, too, I have a very, my singing voice for me to actually hit the proper keys is like very low. Like mm-hmm. I can't. I can't, I don't have an angel voice. You know what I mean? You have a pretty deep voice. Yeah. And so I can't, for me to be in good range without really putting a strain and sounding weird, I, I, I have a pretty low voice. So if this if this is something that everybody seems to enjoy, I mean, I might lean into it a little bit more because at I feel like me doing sing, like singing stuff like this, and this is going to sound bad, but it's not as embarrassing than saying I'm a 35-year-old white guy who raps. Almost 36-year-old. Almost 36-year-old. <laughs> yeah. So, like, I might. Like, I honestly I, might. Well, I mean, I think I'll, it might be easier to say you're a musician yes. than a rapper. Right? And I, I feel like I can say that if I'm releasing this type of shit. Sure. You know, whereas... Like, you can still do your hip-hop, right? I mean, but... I can, yeah. And, and you know, and, and I still enjoy hip-hop. But, again, I think I've mentioned many times on this show over the past year, because I was working on the album that still isn't finished since 2019. Yeah. So, like, like, like shortly after I dropped Bane of Mania, I started working on it. And it just never progressed. Yeah. And so... I think sometimes singles might be better. And, I, and the, the only reason I say that is, like, it's... You, 100% attention on one song. And that's just it. I think what I want to do from here on out, especially if I do try this, is I want to just do it one song at a time. Mm-hmm. I don't want to just sit down and be like... Our buddy Spico is doing that. Yes. And I think that's kind of a good idea. And, and it might be one of those things where maybe I don't release it until I have an album's worth of songs. Sure. But like, I want to just make sure I'm focused 100% on one song. And fucking Spico, if you don't listen to Spico, you're missing out. He's got some good tunes. He is so damn good. So check him out also, uh, but yeah, check out check out the uh, the freaks. That's uh, that's my new single. Like I said, it's a sing songy Halloweeny type of song. So spooky vibes all around. Check it out. Let me know what you think. Um, and that's 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 all I got on that. Put it in your playlist, Halloween playlist. Put it in your Halloween playlist. The freaks. Yes. Spico actually mentioned that we should do a uh, four person podcast with me, you, him, and Demon. Okay. <laughs> How weird would that be? <laughs> that'd be really weird. Yeah, that'd I mean, be. no, that'd be fun, but like, well, we, we would just reminisce about, I guess. about the old times. I guess, it, but it would be interesting. I mean, yeah. the fact that we all have kind of quote-unquote gimmick names now. I know. Because I'm just going to call him Demon. Yes. Yeah. You know. That's what we called him in high school. That's what we called him in high school, so yeah. it just fits. Yeah. But yeah, check out The Freaks. <laughs> uh, October the 8th is the release, so as you hear this, it, it's already out. Yep. Uh, if you want to support us, patreon.com forward slash BBPH. We have several tiers there. I've been putting up some unboxing videos on yeah. there for you guys to enjoy. There's an unboxing of the loot crate I talked about earlier and some other stuff. So pretty fun there. Uh, PHPW Adrenaline. There's the, the sneak peek of the freaks. Yep. So you get a lot of cool stuff, plus the weekly energy shot. Absolutely, yeah. Uh, uh, Outsiders Beard Co. If you got a beard, you need some beard balm. And uh, Candle Jack is back, bro. Candle Jack is back. And, um, you know, I was... Planning on releasing a new Halloween scent. I don't know if all if by the time I even get the stuff in, it'll, you know, Halloween might be over by that time. But um, but if I don't do it, it's one of those things. Maybe I can bring it back as a random scent and just call it something else. Sure, because it's going to smell amazing. Uh, just so you guys know. But I'm also, you know, 
as soon as Halloween's over, the fall scents are going to still be there. They'll be there till the winter, but then Candle Jack will go away, and then we'll bring back um, a couple of our Thanksgiving scents. So, going to be some cool stuff all around. I'm actually thinking about bringing it on a um, pecan pie scent, Ooh. which might be pretty damn good. I'm all about um, that. But Very seasonal. I like it. Yeah. So that there's going to be some stuff I'm trying to work out, but you know, all in all, it's um, it's a, it's a fun times. So check it out, uh, outsidersbeardcode.com. And I might, here in the next week or two, put up a coupon code for people. Oh, let's pay attention for that. Yes, pay attention. And then all of our T-shirts can be found at numerous places. ProWrestlingTees.com forward slash Brian Breaker. BBPH.RedBubble.com. WhatAManeuver.net. Search by store for Breaker and Bane's Power Hour for Bane and for TV Toycast. Yeah. Plus all of all of our friends we mentioned. They all have A lot of them have shirt stores there as well. So... The new TB Toy Cast shirt is uh, kind of a Masters of the Universe mashup. We have the new Power Havoc shirt, which is uh, a Halloween Havoc mashup, and it's awesome. Yes. Uh, Drew Vinsel got his in. Looks fantastic. Yep. Mine should be here, I think, tomorrow, so I'm excited for that. We both did orange, oddly enough. Did you? Yeah. So I kind of I thought it would be fun on the orange color, but yeah. I may get a black one, too. I don't know yet. But. I'm, I'm going to wait till payday this Friday to get y- mine. Yes. Yeah, so which color are you going with, you know? What what all do we have available? We got black, orange, and indigo. Indigo, which is purple, right? It's kind of well. It's kind of like a dark blue, purpleish. Dark blue, purple. I might try that off to see how it looks on there. Yeah, I did that one because that's the the backdrop Jason put it on when he yeah. drew it, and that it looked really cool. So I was like, yeah, because hmm. that that's very like you know, it's a different color shirt too. Well, that and it's also like kind of reflects nighttime. You know yes, I mean? it does. So that will be that will be fun. Absolutely. And if you ever perform Freaks, that would be a good shirt to perform it in. Damn right. So, yeah, very cool stuff. So check that out. We appreciate all the support. And here's to 99 away from 500. Absolutely. I'm going to keep that going. Are you? No. You're going to forget. (laughs) I'll forget that so fast. I already forgot about it. (laughs) Anyway, thank you guys for checking out Breaker and Bane's Power Hour. I'm Brian Breaker. I'm Bane. We'll see you guys in seven days. Peace, easy. Yeah. One more time. <laughs> it ain't over till I say it's over. So lock the cage up, cause this is a takeover. The wait's over. If this the final time we meet, then you'll be on your back on my feet. Then I'll tip the cage over as a hangover. I'm super fly, so I can splash off the top. And I can shut down the shop. Like Randy Savage, I'm the cream of the crop. And I'm always gonna rise to the top. People's champ like the rock. I do not give a fuck, so let that shit drop. Man, I'm so over. Double pistols. What'd you think? It's good. It was really good. Pretty good. That son of a bitch, Eric Barker. You son of a bitch. Can I dig it? Nailed it. Nailed it. Perfect. Put, Put it on the internet.